Good afternoon. It's Christine Nielsen with Contrast Coaching and Consulting, otherwise known as Coach C. I am an executive coach and business consultant, and I've been in the field of coaching individuals, senior leaders, middle managers, and frontline staff for over 24 years. Don't do the math on that. I'm only 39. Please don't guess my age. I'm just teasing. I hope you're having a great day. And I'm really uh, grateful that you could join us today because today's topic is an interesting one. We're going to talk about authentic leadership and how to create a uh, version of yourself that is your true nature, you know, your true authentic leadership style. Now, if you are a business owner or an entrepreneur, you may not consider your authentic leadership style. You may work individually or with a small team. Um, you may have individual clients. You're, it depends on what your remit is. I'd like you to consider, though, that every business owner, every entrepreneur, every senior leader, every middle manager, every human that has or does business has their own authentic leadership style. You may be a teacher. You have an authentic leadership style. You may be a nurse. You have a leadership style. Whatever your vocation is in life, your leadership style follows you because it's a self-expression of who you are and what you create for the world. And I'm really excited today to share with you my version of uh, how to be an authentic leader and how to really get out of your own way as a leader. So many of you may be listening to this podcast because you're a business owner, as we said, or you have a job and you're in a leadership position or you own a company or mid-size, doesn't matter the size. What I'd like you to consider is each and every one of us has a different style that we attract in leadership. Not only do we attract a certain style of other people leading us, but we also attract individuals to us based on our own leadership style. So there's two types of attraction. There's the people you draw to you based on your leadership style, and there's the people who work, you know, for you or that you're attracted to based on their leadership style, which also generates an attraction for you. Now, what does attraction have to do with leadership? Absolutely everything. If people are repelled by your leadership style and you're trying to build a business or build your organization or get them to focus on the vision that you created when you started listening to this podcast, if people are repelled by your leadership style, how likely do you think they are to actually follow you or to do the things that you're excited about or to get up underneath your vision. Now, does that mean that you can only work with like-minded or people who are attracted to you? Not necessarily. There are a lot of times where opposites actually work very well because there's the yin and the yang effect. The distinction I want to draw here is that you are willing to work with someone who is your opposite in a leadership style or a leadership capacity that doesn't hinder you and your company. So whatever your leadership style is, I also would like you to consider that you've inherited that leadership style. You've fallen into your leadership style as a matter of automatic way of being. It's an automaticity that we have. So we've inherited our leadership style through watching what? Other leaders. We've inherited our leadership style through our past, through our experiences with coaches, teachers, our parents, how people spoke to each other, our very first job, uh, our perceptions in high school or university, or our perceptions of TV or radio, what we considered a very good leader. Now, 
I remember I got very fortunate in my career early on. I worked with a company, uh, KCB, and I worked with leaders who'd actually worked with Jack, Jack Welsh, the former CEO of GE and the current chairman of the Jack Welsh School of Business. And Jack was someone that my coaches and, and my, my, the president of our company actually worked closely with, and he was someone that I got to study early on. The thing about Jack was Jack really works. Jack's leadership style really works. And he wrote a lot of white papers, Harvard Business Review, and people have been studying Jack and his success throughout time. So when we first started working with him, it became very apparent that Jack's leadership style was create a vision for the company and get people lined up inside that vision. Do the right things, put the right people in the right places. Now, we started working with oil and gas companies and lumber companies and other companies, and we were working in the C-suite, and we noticed that some of Jack's work really worked. But what really stopped working when people would go to create the vision is they would use Jack's way of being instead of inventing their own leadership style that was authentic for them. They would read Jack's books or study Jack, and they would try to be Jack Welsh. Well, you can't be Jack Welsh. There is only one Jack Welsh, and that is Jack Welsh. So anybody trying to be a leadership style that is not authentically their own, guess what happens? People see right through that. People don't want to work with someone who's a copy, who isn't really truly themselves, or it's all lip service, and they're saying all the right things, but they mean none of it. You know, we can see through that a mile away, and you've probably run into this in your life where you've worked with someone, and you can tell they're not authentic. You can tell, you know, it's like, yes, let's get together for lunch or dinner, and you're never having lunch or dinner with that person. You know who is authentic or who you actually want to spend your precious and valuable time with. So authentic leadership is not something that you can copy. Authentic leadership is something that only happens when it's your self-expression and it's unique to you. There are billions of people on this planet and you'll notice that we all have very different DNA. We're all unique. Not one of us are the exact same. Even identical twins have differences and they have the same DNA. So if you look at those differences, each and every one of us that is here has our own unique self-expression for leadership. Now I've already mentioned some of that we've inherited, some of it comes from our past, and some of, it is, some of it is automatic. That doesn't make it a bad thing. Many of us, that's what actually has us be great leaders, is some of our strong suits and strong, some of our winning formulas that we, you know, we've become very successful because we're determined. We've become very successful because we're very straight in our communication or very direct with people. People know where we, they stand with us. Other people are, have become very successful because they're more gentle in their approach and people appreciate or value their gentleness or their kindness. Don't mistake kindness for lack of leadership. So there's all kinds of different leadership styles out there and your job is to find your own. Your job is also to create the leadership style that will get you the results that you're committed to and the results that you want. We've talked about creating that vision for yourself and we've talked about your strategy for success. We talked about your roadmap and how you're going to get where you want to go. Well, you also need to invent for yourself the authentic leadership style that you have, which means taking a hard look in the mirror and looking at all those ways of being that don't work for you. 
In my case, I struggle with clear communication. It's one of the leadership elements that, you know, I am going so fast in running my company. I have this, you know, lack of communication because I don't take enough time to sit down and clearly communicate my expectations, clearly communicate what I want of another person to deliver for me, and then reward that person significantly based on the on the results that they produce. Now, people know when they're around me that they'll get rewarded, but they don't always necessarily know the clear lines and the things that I am expecting of them. So it's one of the things that I have to hone my skills in that area that's authentic for me. So communicating my expectations, clearly communicating what I want for another person helps them get inside of my vision. Also articulating my vision. If I just say to new employees that are coming in to work with me or or contractors that are coming in to work with me, if I say, I don't know what my vision is, can you imagine what it's like for them? They're not enrolled in anything. So I also have to clearly articulate that the vision of our organization and the vision of our company and how they see themselves inside of that vision. So creating that starts right before you hire them. Are you capable of delivering your message? Do you have what it takes to clearly communicate the future and the vision of your company that other people see themselves inside of that vision and future? And that is a quality that an authentic leader really needs to hone in for themselves and create for themselves. It can't be, you know, somebody else's vision. It can't be somebody else's future. You have to create and clearly define what your future is, what your vision is, and then go after that. The other thing about authenticity and being an authentic leader, I just want to share with you, what does that mean? What is it to be authentic? It means not false or imitation. It's real. It's actual. And you're being true to your own personality, your spirit, and your character. And it's sincere. There's no pretenses. Okay? It's an original. It's the original version of you. Now, let's discuss that for a minute. Because we've been talking about transformation and and transformational coaching and creating a vision, creating the pathways and the plan to get there. But if who you're being does not match your actions, the results that you produce will not be nearly close to what's possible for your company. So you're leaving a lot of possibility on the table if you're not being your authentic, true self. So does that mean that we get to use, you know, inauthenticity as a strategy for success? No. Does that mean that if you're a yeller that you should continue to be that way? Absolutely not. If you're a leader who yells and screams and berates people, uh, you're probably somebody who's losing a lot of possibility and a lot of opportunity, even if people see the vision that you have, but you continue to let yourself away with bad behavior and behaviors that are negative or that put other people down, you're never going to have the results in your organization that you vision and that you're committed to. True authentic leadership comes from your self-expression, and that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. Absolutely not. You're going to have warts? Absolutely. Being a transparent leader gives you the opportunity to say to the company, hey guys, I don't really know if this strategy is going to work, but I'd like us all to get up behind it and then open to suggestions. Another possibility might be, I know we're going in this direction and you can either get on board or you don't have to, but make that choice now because I'm not going to mess around with you. Then people know where you are. They know where you stand. So even whether you're the kind of leader that wants to be inclusive and and have people come with you and create where you want to go, 
that's great if that fits for you. But if you're putting that on and meanwhile telling people exactly what you want them to do and you're controlling every element of the kind of work that they do, then it's inauthentic. Authentic leadership comes from a stand that you take about who you are, which means also the bad news on that is you need to start examining some of the habitual and um, automatic reflexes that you have as a leader. What are some of those automatic ways of being and thinking that you have as a leader? You know, are you a yeller? Are you someone who just takes their marbles and goes home when you don't hear what you want to hear? Are you someone who everybody has to say yes to because you can't handle hearing what the reality might be? Some, of, some senior leaders and executives in, in larger corporations, it doesn't happen as often in a smaller or mid-sized company, but the closer you get to the top, the lonelier it is because you actually don't get fed the real information. You get fed what people think you want to hear to advance their own agenda. So be very careful of that. Bring authentic people and other authentic leaders around you. You have to watch for people's agendas in their leadership style. Are they leading with a purpose? Are they leading from their true core values? Or are they leading because they think it's the right thing to do that's going to get them the promotion? You can see the difference right away. You can see the difference when people are lying to you. You can tell when a leader is only in it for themselves just to head, head um, into the next rung of the ladder. That's not the leadership style that we're talking about. Imagine an organization where all of the people in your company actually respect who you are as a leader because of your authenticity. A lot of my clients will say to you, to me, and, and some of the feedback that you'll hear in the client testimonials is, really, Christine coached me in a way that allowed for my authentic leadership style to be exposed. So I took away what was not that, what was not them, what they were trying to mask themselves with. Some of us are pretending we're something that we're not. Stop pretending. Start looking hard. What do I stand for? What am I committed to? What kind of a legacy am I willing to leave? with? How transparent am I willing to be? How do I make people feel? In the words of uh, Maya Angelou, she will always, she, she often says this quote, and it's often quoted by other coaches as well. People will always remember how you made them feel. They may not remember what you did or what you said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Now I'd like to take the opportunity to read from uh, something, it's, it's, the Uriah Mountain Dreamer, and it's a native, from a Native American elder, and it's called The Invitation. And this is a prose that I like to use in my own leadership style because it gets to the heart of who I am as a leader. And I have used this quote over many, many years, and I have used it with other leaders so that they can find themselves in their own authentic leader style. And I do firmly believe that each one of us who puts ourselves out there and puts ourselves in there, whether you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, whether whatever your vocation in life is, I do believe firmly that when you find your natural self-expression and your leadership style, magical things happen. Holy worlds of possibility open up for you and the people that work for you. Your vision becomes clearer. Even if it's cloudy and some days you don't want to or you don't feel like it or you don't know what's going to be around the corner, you don't know how it's going to turn out and there's a lot of uncertainty, if your authentic leadership style is actually pulling for you, new results will come up and the confidence and faith that you will have in your ability to deliver those results is remarkable. 
So I'm going to read this prose to you. And your job this week, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to get the maximum amount of value out of this podcast, your job is to really take a look at what is my authentic leadership style? Who am I really? And then I want you to ask yourself that tough question. What's getting in my way of fulfilling on myself as the possibility of a leader? What is stopping me from being that authentic leadership style? And whatever those things are, write them down and then work on stopping those particular behaviors. If it's yelling, angry, if it's not, if it's being too passive, if it's being too kind, whatever that, that style is that you've developed for yourself, that you've inherited, by the way, from a parent or another leader or from what you thought might be the right way to act, I want you to notice all those things and just let that go. Create who you're going to be. And you can do it now. You don't have to, you don't have to wait for something great to happen. You can start being an authentic leader now. You don't have to have it all turned out. You don't have to necessarily have all of the results produced today. But I promise you, by being your authentic leadership style, you will turn, have the life and the business that you love because you designed it and it wasn't an automatic response to something that you thought you should or should not be. Okay, I'm going to start reading this now. And again, this is the invitation. It's from the Araya Mountain Dreamer from a Native American elder. It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ate for. And if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dreams, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon. I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow. If you have been opened by life's betrayals or have become shriveled and closed from fear of further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine or your own, without moving to hide or fade it or fix it. I want to know if you can be with joy, mine or your own. If you can dance with wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning us to be careful, be realistic, or to remember the limitations of being human. It doesn't interest me if the story you're telling is true. I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself. If you can bear the accusations of betrayal and not betray your own soul. I want to know if you can be faithful and therefore be trustworthy. I want to know if you can see the beauty even when it's not pretty every day and if you can source your life from its presence. I want to know if you can live without failure, yours and mine, and still stand on the edge of a lake and shout to the silver of the full moon. Yes! It doesn't interest me to know where you live or how much money you have. I want to know if you can get up after the night of grief and despair, weary and bruised to the bone, and do what needs to be done for the children. It doesn't interest me who you are or how you came to be here. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. I want to know if you can be alone with yourself and if you truly like the company you keep in the empty moments. I'd like you, who are listening to this podcast, to create your authentic leadership style. I'd like you to dig deep and find who are you really when all else falls away, 
when you're not trying to make it with people, when you're not looking good, when you're, you know, in the moments of weakness, in those moments, who are you really? Whatever your fears are, let them go. Let them aside and allow that authentic leadership style that is in all of us. Allow that to emerge. And I hope you really play with this. If you really want to know how you show up as a leader, start asking the people around you. Ask them what you're like. Ask them how you lead. You're going to get good feedback and you're going to get negative feedback. You'll get it all. But ask them to authentically tell you what it's like either to work with you, work for you, or be an acquaintance of yours, be a colleague of yours. Get that feedback so that you can hone in on who do you really want to be versus who's been showing up as an automated leader. I want you to move from automated leader to authentic leader and to express that authenticity in the world so that you can have the results that you want, so that you can create that vision that you've created for yourself and really fulfill on what you're capable of and have other people step inside of your vision. People are enrolled in authenticity. They're not enrolled in inauthenticity. So whatever you dare to dream, dream it. Dream it big and allow it to unfold. But don't be afraid to change who you are being moment by moment by moment because that is where the real authentic self-expression of you unfolds. Enjoy the week. I look forward to hearing from you. Please feel free to send us your feedback and we'll talk to you next week. Actually, we have a bonus for you this week. You're going to hear from Stephen Condens and Christine Nielsen this week on our podcast. Looking forward to it. Take care. Bye-bye.